0: Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Fallais and we've had our fair share of politics today. The uh, former President of Policy and Resources is Deputy Peter Fairbrush. The new President of Policy and Resources is Deputy Lyndon Trott. Matt, it's been uh, quite an eventful
1: day. It has been. I mean, 36 hours ago, I think uh, Policy and Resources, the, the the old Policy and Resources now was... Probably a bit more bullish about its chances of surviving, um, but you know I think things turned uh, against them. There was there was a, there was certainly a lot of discussions going on between states members last night. Uh, you know those who wanted to see a change in in PNR were very active on the phones. And I don't think PNR really had any particularly strong speakers to field in, the, uh, in, in the, the closing stages of the motion of no confidence debate today. And in the end, the, losing by 23 votes to 16 was quite a decisive defeat. And we thought it might be a tied vote. It might be de- decided on one or two votes. In fact, 23-16 is quite emphatic in a 40-member assembly. And uh, once that uh,
0: result had been reached, of course, we then had to uh, elect a new uh, president. That's all they've done today—not the members of PNR, just the uh, the president. And there were four gand- candidates for this. Deputy Charles Parkinson, who, of course, was the one who laid the motion of no confidence in the first place. So uh, he admitted to me at lunchtime that he may m- have made a few enemies in that process, and therefore wasn't necessarily making uh, uh, counting any chickens, if you like. Um, then there was also Deputy Rob Prow, president of uh, Home Affairs, uh, who was seen as uh, the most likely sort of, sort of uh, successor candidate in terms of those people who were backing PNR to uh, to have a, a candidate that sort of they felt represented them I think. Uh, Deputy Peter Roffey uh, who of course has two presidencies of uh, committees so those, those would have had to have been replaced and then of course as we said uh, Deputy Lyndon Trott who was one of only two uh, deputies out of the whole lot of them who didn't speak in the debate uh, or at least not a proper speech as such a couple of interventions uh, here and there. Deputy Tina Berry being the other one um, and, uh, and so the, in the first round of voting we lost Deputy Charles Parkinson. He polled uh, the fewest. Then we lost uh, Deputy Peter Roffey and it came down therefore to a third and final vote uh, between them, uh, 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 Deputies Trot and Prow. And to win by 21-19 was uh, a very close result indeed. Nevertheless, uh, we caught up with Deputy Trot just a few minutes afterwards and uh, congratulated him on that result.
2: Well, as I said in in my opening remarks, uh, and uh, also in answering uh, the answers I gave to a couple of questions, I don't do this out of any sense of of ambition. So you might be surprised to hear, I I don't feel particularly elated at the moment. What I do uh, feel is uh, slightly daunted by the Uh, the amount of of issues that we have to try to deal with over the course of the next 18 months. Now one of my key objectives is to try to get the states to a place where it is more popular with our community than it is right now going into the next election. I think that, for me that would be one of the sort of key indicators of whether I've brought any uh, real value to the states through the experience that I bring. Uh, but there are so many challenges uh, and, you, you know, the the extent of the challenges uh, couldn't be more uh, dramatically emphasised by a 21-19 vote. So he, even now, completely split down the middle of the states, or virtually split down the middle. So I'm delighted to have uh, achieved the support and confidence of 20, 20 of my colleagues. And I had made up my mind that if that was not possible, in other words, if I finished first, but I didn't have uh, a majority of the votes, I would not have accepted the position. In in other words, I would have immediately resigned and forced uh, uh, another election because I felt it was absolutely essential to have a majority mandate, however small that was. So in that case, um, the States has found a solution today
0: to this issue by the skin of its teeth, effectively. Yes. Um, one of the key decisions you're going to have to be making, a series of decisions really, is who's going to be on your committee. Um, have you already settled on that? Have, have you spoken to the people you'd like on that
2: committee? Well I can give you uh, some piece of news, uh, right from the word go, I, I regarded uh, Deputy Heidi Soulsby as a uh, a candidate that, that would probably fit a, across almost any pnr in fact i know that the old pnr had tried to recruit her back on she has fairly recent experience uh, and it would be my uh hope that the states will elect deputy heidi soulsby uh, and if that is the case then i will suggest to the committee that she becomes the the deputy chief minister the vice president of pnr as to the makeup of the other three, I shall be writing to all states members this evening asking for expressions of interest. And then I shall sit down and do my very best to find a team that, that represents all parts of the states and uh, in, in whom I believe has the best chance of um, uh, a harmonious. Uh, uh, or as harmonious as we possibly can expect uh, period between now and the next election. I'm also able uh, to confirm uh, that I will not be uh, a candidate in June 2025 so I shall be giving the next uh, few months my very best effort on behalf of the community Um, uh, but I will be calling it a day uh, at the end of what, what will be a little more than 25 years service. I know how exhausting the next few months is going to be. Um, and uh, the only way I think I can uh, sort of um, uh, remain in my wife's um, uh, good books uh, is, is to sort of make that announcement now. So it'll be, it'll be all in, I'll do my very best, uh, but I shall not seek re-election in, in uh, June of
1: 2025. Yeah, Lyndon, you have done the equivalent job, in, in the previous system of government, didn't you, you when you served yes. four years leading the Policy Council. Yes. I mean, can you paint a picture for us yeah. of the differences between the, the, the states you inherit effectively yeah. and the states you led between 2008 and 2012?
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, it is very different uh, in almost every way. I mean, the financial challenges were significant, but nowhere near what they are today. In 2008, we had a policy council of 11 members, the chief minister and the 10 ministers, which meant that if you could get consensus around the table, you came to the states in a a fairly strong uh, position. It's very different today uh, because PNR only carries uh, a total of five votes, assuming uh, that all five vote the same way. Uh, That's one, uh, I think, quite marked uh, um, difference.
1: but the, uh, the politics has changed, hasn't it? The, the nature changed. of the states is—I mean, exactly. what I'm getting at is, it, it, in a sense, it's a tougher
2: yeah. role. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, I absolutely agree. And I'll also go as far as to say that that um, I'm not necessarily certain that the states regarded me as the best candidate, but there were some candidates who would have been better. I mentioned this in my speech that were. Uh, extremely unlikely to get enough support from the states. So I believe that the states has voted for me because I am perceived as being the most experienced,
1: mm.
2: least divisive candidate, and of course I I understand that and and therefore I I believe I I have a, a one of my mandates if you like now is to do my very best to to bring the states together and that's why I said in in my opening remarks that if the, I can help move the states from this 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 a position that, that isn't really trusted by our community, to a position that is more trusted and therefore uh, uh, more likely to to attract a, a large number of, of of broad-based candidates in the next election. Then I will. That for me is one of the measurements of what success looks like. But I do not underestimate the challenges. The challenges are enormous.
0: Uh, going back to this issue of your committee makeup, uh, with Deputy Prowell winning 19 votes uh, there just earlier, is he one of those who you'd be tempted to bring on board with a view to
2: you know, building bridges? Well, what I shall do is I shall um, write uh, to all States members tonight, and certainly if Deputy Prowell um, expresses some interest, then I would be very, very pleased to have a conversation with him. I can't uh, predict what he will do, but my guess is he will want to stay at Home Affairs, um, and if that is the case, then he and I will work very, very closely together over the next 18 months in an attempt to secure a positive outcome from the Money Bell uh, visit. Now, now, as I said in my speech, th- th- this is without question uh, the most significant external issue that we we, feature, uh, we face right now. There's been a lot of talk around uh, beneficial ownership registers. That's almost, at this stage at least, a sideshow. Uh, but the, the work uh, with regards... The uh, uh, the moneyball visit continues, and uh, uh, and that is um, is going to be a, a very uh, heavy commitment for me uh, over the course of the next few months.
0: Deputy Lyndon Trott there speaking to us uh, just a short time ago. Uh, so Matt, um, how does the rest of this week pan out then? And in fact, let's just go the whole hog and say, how does the rest of this state's term pan out ahead of us now after that result?
1: Well, I, there, it's going to be very interesting when uh, the states. Um, go back come back on thursday to elect members of pnr um i'm not sure that deputy trott will necessarily get all the members he proposes so that that will be the first thing to watch you know can he can he put together a committee he's actually comfortable working with i mean he admitted in in the interview there that that the states remains very divided you know 2119 is a very uh, slim mandate if that's the right word and and i detected in deputy trott's demeanour and voice after that vote. Some concern. He knows he is inheriting a very divided state. He knows he is inheriting a state bruised by the motion of no confidence in in the senior committee. Um, I think that's the first time uh, the senior committee of the states has lost in a motion of no confidence for more than 30 years. I mean, that's how unusual that is. Um, and I, and I you know, I remember Deputy Trott when he was elected into an equivalent position, leading the policy council in two thousand and eight. And he was much more bullish, I think, then. And I think now uh, he is probably a bit more reserved, a bit more restrained. And some of that will be concerned about leading this very fractured and divided states, and how that's going to, you know, um, play out over the next eighteen months. He will want to kind of bring a sense of healing. I think to the states and I think the, the way he'll do that partly is because actually on domestic issues he doesn't have many kind of trenchant political views, Deputy Trot, and and I don't think he will try and push the states into too many really divisive uh, political issues over the next 18 months. You know, he will try to be a steady pair of hands. He said in his interview he won't stand for re-election again. In 2025. And that I think this is the kind of theme we're going to hear more and more from him, I think, that he just wants to, um, you know, call some of the tension in the States, um, you know, draw out some of, frankly, what has been poison over the last few years. Uh, but he's got I think he's got his his task. It's a, it's a difficult task. He wouldn't have gone
0: for this job in the first place, would he? If part of him wasn't actually relishing the challenge, and uh, and and also the profile, well, probably, um, and if also he he thought he, he couldn't actually pull it off. Uh, but I suppose it would it would be quite a legacy for him as a politician with uh, one of the longest careers of all the all the uh, state's deputies in there. If he were um, to to leave with a legacy of having, to some extent, built a few bridges and uh, uh, lanced <laughs> one of those boils, if you like of all the toxicity that they've been talking about for the last several days of uh, states debate this whole year from the um the point of view of states debates has been characterized uh not just by acrimony but by talking about it um so hopefully this might uh, be a signal that we can head for uh sunnier uplands in terms of um
1: deputies talking about actual policy decisions and getting things done yeah, yeah. because w- what will be interesting for political watchers now is that, that the election of Deputy Trot, and, and presumably a committee that he's comfortable with, um, changes the dynamics. You know, we, with th- this division that has been quite apparent, um, all of a sudden the dynamics have changed. I mean, for example, you know, several committee presidents have been very reliant on the loyalty of the Policy and Resources Committee. Now uh, that that has come through, the the the, the person of Deputy Fairbairn as president, all of a sudden that's gone, and you know s- some of those committee presidents will be apprehensive about what this new look PNR will mean for them. So you know I I, I think that, that Deputy Trott's election and and the election of his committee, whoever it is, is going to is going to change the dynamic of the states quite a lot. But what he will be hoping, obviously, is that. As, as the 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 way things have been over the last three years kind of falls apart, that he can build something that's constructive out of that. But there are going to be quite a lot of, you know, bruised uh, personalities. You know, people hurt over what's happened, and it will be quite a task for him, I think, to 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 bring the states together enough to tackle some of the uh, you know the, the major challenges which they face.
0: And uh, obviously, the, one of the advantages of uh, bringing in Deputy Heidi Soulsby that he said was one of those who he wanted to bring onto his uh, committee, is that uh, she's not going to uh, require new elections to replace her as a committee president, as as it would be the case with, uh, say, Deputy Prow, for example, who was the one I asked him about. Um, of course, another. Uh, uh, deputy without portfolio, as it were, as uh, Deputy Gavin Saint Pierre. That'd be rather interesting to see if he's brave enough to uh, decide to pull him into the ranks of of PNR. But obviously, you know, another deputy with. A great deal of experience, but uh, you know that would be that would be seen as a divisive move, I suspect. But anyway, that's that's all still to come. Uh, Tomorrow we've got a very busy agenda with lots of uh, committee update statements, which will be full of uh, interesting facts and figures, as they always are. But let's leave that for uh, tomorrow. I think you've heard uh, quite enough from us for now. Let's just uh, quickly hear from uh, the uh, candidate who narrowly lost only just by the two votes. There, Uh, this was uh, Deputy Rob Prow. A few minutes after the result. So, uh, Deputy Prout, uh, you put yourself forward for the top job. It was exceedingly close at the end there.
3: Yes, it was, and I'm very, very grateful for all those uh, states members who um, had the, uh, uh, the, the courage to, to vote, vote for me and give me uh, their support. It's um, very nice to, to receive such uh, a level of votes. Thank you.
0: Um, it, we are just a few moments after the result has been announced there. But um, have you thought in advance about whether you would seek to get a seat on PNR or prefer to continue as President of Home Affairs?
3: I, I think it's time for the whole Assembly to uh, go home and reflect uh, the, the last um, few, few days and, and the uh, motion no, no confidence and the, uh, uh, the election of, de- of Deputy Trott as, as President. Uh, And uh, I I think I'm I'm one of those. I've got a very, very big and important, in my view, mandate in home affairs. Um, That's what I've concentrated all all term. And and that's um, what I believe I I should probably continue to uh, want to do.
0: Uh, lots of talk about bloodletting of factions um, uh, toxicity that sort of thing during this whole uh, two days of debate spread over several weeks um, do you think Lyndon Trot is going to be uh, somebody who can see you through the next 18 months with much less of that going on?
3: Well, um, the, my, my, my answer to that is I sincerely hope so um, but uh, the proof of the pudding is in the eating Um, And it's, I think, uh, the the Assembly is still divided. Those factions that you alluded to still exist. And it's it's an uphill struggle. All I can say is that uh, I will do my level best to make sure, uh, as best I can, that the uh, Assembly does work together. And uh, we actually start to complete some of the stuff that uh,
0: we really should have completed already. Uh, Deputy Rob Prow there. And uh, going back further in time, uh, at lunchtime, uh, we were able to catch up with Deputy Peter Fairbrush, the, of course, now former uh, President of Policy and Resources. This was his take uh, shortly after the uh, motion of no confidence result.
4: Well, I'm disappointed, but uh, if you'd have asked me a week or two ago what the result would have been, I might not have quite got the, the margin, but I would have thought that it was going to be successful. Uh, uh, the I am surprised at the vote because two or three people who had positively assured me as recently as a day or two ago that they were going to vote with us, not only voted against us, but spoke against us. I want in particular, but I'm not going to name anybody. There's no purpose in that. I don't want to be seen to be angry. Uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, and that person will never be my friend again.
1: Why do you think the momentum moved against your committee? Because as recently as 40 hours ago, we were speaking, it could have been a tied vote, you know, it was yep. it was that close. In the end, your committee was only able to muster 16 votes. Did, and, 16, and that's, oh, 16 and a half. Uh, and, a, and that's <laughs> perhaps fewer than you anticipated. So the momentum was, in the end, moving against your it, committee, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, do you, do you have any feel for why that was? Well, I think
4: one person in particular was speaking to certain people, uh, and I think that certain people who had absolutely categorically assured me that they were standing shoulder to shoulder with me have changed their minds in the last 24 hours I could do nothing about that I could do
1: nothing about that just to say I would always be sorely disappointed with them now there will be time for reflection on your three years in post yes. but what are your immediate thoughts about what has been achieved and what your disappointments are during that period I think we've achieved
4: and it's easy for somebody who's just been ejected for office
1: uh to say this i think we've
4: achieved a lot you know there's so much external stuff that we've dealt with uh, john top's been fantastic and i hope he puts his name forward for a, you know a member of pnr i don't know whether he is or isn't that we have out of him It'd be a great loss in that position if it, that isn't the case because he's he's a head and shoulders above nobody else but i've helped in that regard and i've learnt from him over the last three years and i've enjoyed that role you know not as his deputy but being side by side with him in some of the discussions hearing how he says it and that's such a vital vital role so i think we've done really well with external relations i think we've made some you know we could talk about the uh, reciprocal health people say oh, that you did the work before and others did the work we had we had about a week to decide that we made a positive decision we got that through that's for the benefit of the bailiwick it may not seem a big thing it is the cable stuff i probably uh, the most illiterate politician there's ever been in relation to it that clearly was the right decision to make we did it proactively We've sat down and we've made some proactive decisions. Sometimes they may have been the edge of our mandate, but we're all, as you've seen from the people who sat on that committee, we're all business-type people who are used to making decisions. Uh, And perhaps we're different from a lot of other states members who are good people,
1: everyone's a good person, Uh, I'm not saying they're not, but their life has taken a different route. Now uh, you've clearly worked tirelessly in this role for the past three years. In in even a shorter period as a few days, it will feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders, probably. Um, But you have said you'll stay in the States. You will play whatever
4: role. Not church's backbencher. I am not. uh, I've already had uh, two people ask, "Would I put my name forward for, or allow my name to be put forward for, senator?" With one exception, the answer is no. Uh, I won't. I'm going to be a backbencher. I'll still be conscientious because everybody knows me, I will. I'll always read everything, I'll attend presentations, etc. But my life moves on. The greatest love of my life other than, well, the greatest love of my life other than Guernsey and my family has been law. I fell into law, don't come from a legal background. I've enjoyed the career, I'm going to do a lot more of that.
0: Deputy Peter Fairbrush there and uh, well do stay right here for further uh, updates and uh, daily reviews of the proceedings of the states and of course page after page uh, with what all that's going on in the uh, newspaper physically and digitally uh, so you can catch up on all of what's happened there but for now from
1: myself and Matt good night good night